It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Chimera has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Chimera. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, January 7th, 2019 in the Las Vegas Convention Center at the Consumer Electronics Show 2019. I'm Tom Merritt. And I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm Allison Sheridan. And I'm Roger, the show's producer. <laughs> Roger's been working hard. We've all been working hard. Uh, get covering all of the things at CES uh, that haven't even hit the show floor yet because they're still constructing the show floor behind us. Yes, if you hear a lot of construction, it's because the show floor, it's sort of a mad rush to get things ready for the public. They are not going to be ready by tomorrow. They always are, though. They always are. They always are. That's uh, because you didn't get run into by a forklift on your way here, Allison. That's because we threw Roger in front of us. (laughs) Well, folks, there's an immersive toilet, a robot bread maker, and HTC Vivo Pro Eye is HTC's new VR headset with eye tracking for foveated rendering. But let's start with a few other tech things you should know. Spotify will allow companies to sponsor the entire Discover Weekly playlist instead of just running ads in it for free tier users. Now, Discover Weekly listeners supposedly stream twice as much as other users. Everybody I know who uses Spotify loves Discover Weekly. Microsoft will be the first taker with an ad campaign around AI, maybe with Common, who does the equivalent TV ads. And they're amazing. Well, HP launched its first Chromebook running on an AMD processor with integrated Radeon graphics. The HP Chrome 14 arrives later this month for $269. Acer will follow with its first AMD-powered Chromebook, 315, in February. HP also announced the 65-inch Omen X Imperium gaming monitor, Mm. certified as one of NVIDIA's big-format gaming displays with G-Sync HDR. It also has HP's Quantum Dot Tech, and who doesn't love that, and a a resolution rate of 144 hertz and it comes with a soundbar shield tv software built in it's five thousand dollars and arrives in february i was all in until the five thousand 65 inch japanese billionaire yusaku mezawa founder of clothing retailer zozo promised to share 100 million yen that's close to a million dollars between 100 random people selected out of everyone who retweeted him well guess what happened that tweet has been retweeted more than four million times and that unseats poor Carter Wilkinson's 3.5 million 2017 retweets. 
when he requested a year's supply of chicken nuggets from Wendy's. So Aww. sad new, day for Carter. New monarch of yes, retweets now. New king. Huawei announced the 13-inch MateBook 13, which is a mid-range laptop between the MateBook D and the MateBook X Pro. It's 14.9 millimeters thick, making it thinner than the MacBook Air. How about that? Both models have eight gigabytes of RAM and a fingerprint reader on the power button. The Core i5 model is $999. The Core i7 with a discrete NVIDIA MX150 GPU is $1,299. Both go on sale in the U.S. January 29th. I'm not going to lie, those uh, matebooks are pretty. They're sweet. Standard Cognition acquired Explorer.ai to help it develop scanless payment technology, similar to Amazon Go, for large stores. Amazon is doing 2,000-square-foot stores. Standard Cognition wants to do 20,000-square-foot stores. Explorer.ai will bring its machine vision mapping expertise developed for autonomous cars to ceiling-mounted cameras for scanless stores. In a related note, Kroger announced a partnership with Microsoft to make two X stores in Monroe, Ohio, and Redmond, Washington into connected grocery stores. It's not scanless, but guides shoppers through the store to find the things on their list. TCL announced a 75-inch version of the 4K HDR Roku TV with Dolby Vision HDR 10. Pre-orders begin today for less than $1,700, shipping in the coming weeks. TCL also introduced its first Alto soundbars, either standalone or bundled with a wireless subwoofer, and its first headphones. Four models will come out, starting with wired in-ear and earbud models February 1st. Don't forget, TCL announced a Roku sandbar last year at CES. Never brought that to market, so we'll wait on the headphones and the soundbars. TCL and Roku also announced a partnership to make. It's our first mention at CES, folks. 8K TVs. Bingo. Coming later this year. Uh, some of them will even have built-in far-field mic arrays for voice control. The 8 series, as the 8K TVs will be called, offer quantum contrast, a new backlight technology based on mini-LEDs and QLED. Well, until it has 5G, I don't want it. <laughs> Tile is partnering with Bluetooth low-energy chip makers like Qualcomm, Dialog Semiconductor, Silicon Labs, and Toshiba to build Tile's tracking tech into chips. This will make it as easy as checking a box for device manufacturers to include tracking tech in their stuff. <laughs> All right. That's just the quick hits, folks. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the more major announcements, starting with Samsung announcing it will offer iTunes movie and TV shows and support AirPlay 2 and HomeKit on its 2019 TV set starting this spring. It'll also come to 2018 Samsung TVs, some of them, through a firmware update. The iTunes app will support Samsung's Universal Guide, Search Features, and Bixby, though Apple told The Verge that Samsung will not be able to track usage inside the iTunes app, if you're worried about that. iTunes will be available in more than 100 countries for Samsung, and AirPlay will be available on Samsung TVs in 190 countries. Uh, AirPlay itself is getting announced in a bunch of TVs. Vizio, LG, Samsung, all announcing AirPlay 2, and with AirPlay 2 also comes HomeKit uh, connections for TVs coming this year as well. So, Allison, I think you get to do a little gloating based on the predictions episode here. I think so. I, I can't believe it this fast. One of my two. I'm, I'm running 50% already. <laughs> I am ahead of the game. This is, exa- this so, is exactly it's, it's what I'm like January 7th. Good I work. know. I know. But the nev- second one's never going to happen. So that's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't long need to time. mention that one. That's, that's fine. still really cool. <laughs> I think this is really nifty. This is uh, going to open things up. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it, it is one of the improbable steps that I have been saying needs to happen if Apple really wants its television service, its TV service to catch on, which is making it available to third parties. And we, we talked a lot about whether they would actually do that or not. This is not the same thing. It's not the TV app, but it's all the movies and TV shows. And I can imagine when they bring their Apple 
based television shows to market that they will show up here. The question will be, will it be a freebie or will they be for pay if you're not using an Apple device? Yeah. Well, and of all the talk of, 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 of you know, is Apple done for? Is, it, is the golden age of Apple over because they had to revise some expectations financially? I think this does show that Apple says... Not publicly, of course, but listen, the Apple TV doesn't sell enough for us to be able to 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 get these new shows and services to as many people as would like them otherwise. Put them on as many devices as possible, work with other manufacturers, and we still win. Yeah. No, I'm absolutely. just excited to hear HomeKit being talked about at all. Yeah. Last year, man, you could not find anything. I think I found three devices that had HomeKit compatibility last well, we got, year. We got more to talk about that a little later in the show, for sure. So got some more Samsung news, though. First, last year at CES, you might recall that Samsung's wall TV with modular micro LED panels got a lot of attention. This year, there's a new see-through version called The Window, but probably more importantly for actual consumers, is a version of that wall that might actually work in your home. 4K resolution, 75-inch version. Samsung hasn't offered a price on yet, but says is coming soon. Samsung's Creative Lab, or C-Lab as it's known, it's an incubator that the company launched back in 2012, also announced eight new projects, some really interesting stuff, including display, like display but with a T, an in-video virtual ad service, AI Mo, which is a smartphone app, and cover case to record audio that triggers, at least in some people, a static-like tingling sensation on the skin, supposedly for better spatial directivity for sounds. I know. Yeah, I have I know. to wait and see how that works. That sounds distracting. <laughs> uh, it sounds painful, kind of. Yeah. Uh, tingle. Don't tingle me. Medio, a tool for video creators using AI to auto-detect scenes and context in videos. I like the sound of that. And finally... The Gearin monitor stand infused with AI. Infused? <laughs> it's infused with AI, but this is good. Which Samsung says will help correct your posture when it detects how you're sitting, if you're sitting in a way that's not so good for you, and then adjusting you gradually. So instead of getting a ping or something, it's just going to reposition you in your chair. I really like this. If it works the way the, the concept video shows, it'll just sort of do it slowly. So it won't like suddenly jerk up. It kind of trains you. It leads you to just adjust your posture so that you you sit straight and still see the monitor really. What is it doing to you to get you to sit up? It's just moving. So oh. you're looking at it and you're just you kind of naturally sit up as oh, it moves up. Oh, interesting. So, cuz I I have I don't know what it is. It's probably some spatial relations problem, but I have a really hard time getting my monitor in a place that makes me sit right to view it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's because you're abnormally tall. <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> LG showed off its rollable OLED screen again at CES, but this time it actually promised to ship the model. The LG OLED TV R is a 65-inch TV that rolls down into a base with a 100-watt Dolby soundbar. It can also not quite roll all the way down for something LG calls line mode that lets you see just enough for things like music titles and the time and such. LG claims it will last for 50,000 rolls. No price, but it's promised for the second half of the year. Okay. Actually, NextWeb said that they were going to come in March. Everything else I read said second half of the year. Which actually makes me wonder if it'll show up at all. But <laughs> I, it, it will. It's, it's for people who don't want the TV out all the time. We talked about it a lot last year. It, really, the big deal here is that you might be able to buy it. It's, it's the same thing as the old TV hutch, right? Where you close the doors oh, right. yeah. when, they, when you're not watching TV. So the living room has a different feel. Yeah, the TV's yeah. not you know, center stage. I've got about TV hutches. Yeah. yeah, I used to have one, in fact. And I always was like, oh, okay, now we're going to be like adults and not watch TV <laughs> for a little while. And 
I am not that person anymore. The TV being there when I'm not using it never bothers me. In fact, I like to, I don't know, watch my Apple screensavers. But well, you're not really gonna get that on the LG TV. But but uh, but but yeah, I think I think especially for smaller spaces, uh, when that wall could be used for other things. It makes a lot of sense, and it's a really cool, novel idea. So send us your ideas for what to put behind the LG TV <laughs> that'll show when you roll it down. You know, our mutual friend Dorothy uh, tried to convince her contractor to, to build her a thing that would drive her TV down into the uh-huh. floor so she could request it and have it come up. Maybe she could get this. She could have the roll-down yeah, TV yeah. next. and then you have a nice-looking credenza. Exactly, the exactly. The there yeah. you go. Uh, Amazon Key, if you recall, is the system that lets couriers unlock your door and leave packages inside, but they've re- named it now it's called key by amazon it's also adding key for the garage so they can leave your amazon deliveries in the garage instead of in your house or car which were the only two Such ways you could do idea. it till now there's also key for business which lets building managers control hours and entry for deliveries uh that could be good for apartment buildings it seems to be the first couple of clients they have for that there's also the schlage encode smart wi-fi deadbolt coming in Q1. That works with Amazon Key uh, so that you can let them in through your your smart deadbolt. And ring doorbells are also getting key access so you can look at your ring monitor and see through the ring monitor who's there and if it's the Amazon person or maybe your your pet sitter or something. uh, Unlock the door if you verify it's somebody that should have access. That's interesting. Well, since Amazon bought Ring, that would be a, a logical yeah, integration, yeah, they right? Own Ring. That's exactly. Well, right. I wonder, could you still do that with Ring if you had a, a a different smart lock, like an August smart lock? You could unlock it when you saw people at the doorbell. If it's key enabled, then yeah. I don't. Well, no, I, mean, I can do could, it anyway. You could just do it manually, but this way you can do it easily, right? I push a button on it. it says unlock. Everybody says that, but it's always a little nicer it's to just never have it integrated. To me to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, folks. To get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. That might be really important this week when there's so much CES news. If you're like, I just want to keep up on it. Rich Straffolino is there for you uh, providing new headlines every day. Now we move into the buzzword bingo part of our CES coverage. Uh, we've, we've kind of collected a lot of the announcements. Uh, we're not uh, by any means going to be comprehensive, but we're going to talk about some of the stuff that caught our eye in various categories, starting, Sarah, with wearables. That's right. Uh, lots of wearable tech at CES this year. Not surprising. However, very much beyond glasses and watches as it's been in the past. Let us talk about a few now, shall we? Bra company Soma de- debuted its, yes, smart brassiere here at CES. It's a Bluetooth-connected bra that takes four body measurements for fit. Then it has a companion app that suggests styles and sizes that'll fit you best. The user then orders those bras through Soma's website. They also have an app, and they also have physical stores. I didn't realize this. The Soma Enough, as it's known. <laughs> Soma Enough. It's I don't know. Well, Soma Soma Innofit. Aha, Soma Innofit can be bought online starting January eighth for twenty twenty five dollars rather. That's just for a limited time. It'll be fifty nine dollars thereafter, and then some stores will begin using it as part of their fit service later in the month. Oh, but that's not all in Boobland, folks. There's also LV, which is a silent wireless hands free smart breast pump that fits inside a nursing bra. Now, anybody who's nursing will tell you this is actually a very good thing. The LV app tracks pumping history, pumping volume. The price is a little bit steep, $499 for the double, which includes two pump units and $279 for the single, although I hear that traditional pumpers are even more expensive. So not only is the smart, 
but it's actually cheaper than what women have been dealing with for years. And so, I wonder if this will be covered by insurance like a lot of the regular ones will be. Yeah, hard to say. So I, there was a company who had something exactly like this last year. Or, or it might even have been two years ago. I don't remember the name of the company, but it was an LV. But they had some great videos showing all of the horrible situations where pe- women oh, have had yeah, to go. Uh, <laughs> pump. Like they show this woman sitting on the on the floor in a, in a bathroom on linoleum, and she's got this big yeah, contraption got, with you, cables you, you and all it looks stuff. Pain- the whole thing. I mean, the thing is, is you know, the LV is not necessarily going to be something that you're hiding as you're going about your day, and no one realizes what's going on. I mean, it's it's they're it's got to collect stuff, right? Yeah, so right. it's, it's going to take work. up space. But the wireless, hands-free, and silent, because I actually held it up to my ear last night, and it was pretty silent. Oh wow! That part of it, um, I can see, is extremely well, helpful. You could keep doing other things. While you're doing it, right. instead of just being paralyzed for 20 exactly. minutes. Exactly. Make it easier. Yeah. Yeah, what, you're, you're a busy new mother. Not to change topics too fast, but what about paying $59 for a device that lets you order a piece of clothing that fits right from a particular manufacturer, not allowing you to shop around? Is that This is a solution I don't think anyone's really asking for. The idea that it's $60 for me to have something delivered to me to try on to then tell me what bra I should order, which then I have to pay for, I, I already kind of know. It's maybe, like, like a maybe lot your strap, to if, fit, though. If your straps fall over, well, you need tighter straps. If it's riding <laughs> up the back, well, you, you know, you, you need a, something that fits a little bit better. I don't know. It's, it's Allison, I, I, I wouldn't, maybe I'm I wouldn't wrong. put bra fit as an easy thing. In general, for a lot of women, I think it's a uh, it is challenging for many people. Well, if this helps your back hurt less, then I'm all for it. But go. sixty bucks did feel a little steep to me. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. If if you're someone who says no, I absolutely need this. Explain why. I think yeah. that'd be interesting. But they are going to have them in the stores too, so you could go in, put the thing on, and then it tells you exactly when. To yeah, get. and it doesn't so say if that would be some sort of a thing that you pay for while you're in the store. If uh, that's true. just supposed to get more people in the Probably. store because they figure yeah. you kind of walk out with a bra or two. All right. Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit of a you loss You saw some leader. other wearable stuff, Allison. Yeah, so these two things are, are pretty different. Um, one is called D-Free from a company called Triple W, and D-Free stands for diaper-free. Mm. The idea is that if you're incontinent, uh, and you got to wear diapers. That's really annoying. You can't imagine. That's got. That's got to be awful. Yeah. So this is a, a little device that you you tape down on your belly. It's a little tiny puck, maybe a, a couple inches in diameter, and it uses um, uh, ultrasound to tell you how full your bladder is. So it's got a little cable on it, and then a, a receive, transmitter receiver that you hook on your waistband, and then in an app you tell it, "I want to be notified when my bladder is seventy percent full." So let's say you're at home, you got plenty of time to get to the bathroom, no big deal, you can do 70%. But then you're at a ball game. You need or CES. Uh, or CES, <laughs> yeah. You don't know when you're going to be able to find a bathroom. Maybe you want it more like 40, 50%. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it seems like a really unique solution to a problem that I, it was something like 30 million Americans uh, go through. So yeah. if you could keep from having to wear diapers by having that, that'd be pretty cool. A lot of medical tech. A lot of medical tech yeah. in the wearable section, including this All right. next one. You got. We'll, try, we'll check out IQ. I've just put on a pair of white. Uh, white glasses that have little T's on them. There's an app that uh, from IQ that's E-Y-E-Q-U-E. You hold the uh, phone up to, to the app and you get your face on center and it takes a picture. And uh, the problem these solve is uh, trying to get uh, glasses online. One of the problems with getting glasses online is you need to know what your uh, pupillary diff, diff Pupillary distances. PD PD is what they called it. Yeah. So by aligning these little T's with the little T's on the app, you can set that. But they've also got a a thing that you hook onto your iPhone 
And uh, now they only demonstrate on an iPhone. I didn't hear if it was Android or not. Mm. But you stick your eye in there, and it actually is supposed to measure your prescription. And right. then you do your other eye. You and tried then you order, that, Sarah, order right? them online. I did. And we, we did both eyes because I've, I've, my eyes have been bothering me the last couple of years. And I'm dragging my feet getting glasses. And they told me I had perfect vision in both eyes. And that's not actually true. <laughs> so it was flattering, but the tech it's like, might. And your skin looks I, it marvelous. Might, it, it, I, I don't have the worst eyes in the world. I can I can read my computer right now, and I'm not wearing contacts or wearing glasses. But I I can feel my vision well, but fading. You, you were explaining that the the vision problem you were having is reading more than far seeing, and I think their tech really measures just far for distance. For distance yeah, seeing. that might yeah. be. That might be perhaps, yeah. yeah. I've always been farsighted, so maybe I'm just not the right, the, the perfect model for, for that. Yeah. yeah, but but it was fun to do anyway. But their theory is that you're going to be able to buy this for, and it wasn't that much. I want to say it was under hundred dollars, mm-hmm. something like that, and that you won't have to go to the eye doctor to order glasses. It's like, not a medical really? prescription, but you could use it to order glasses. They, they said ma- there are websites they work yeah, with that yeah, don't that require a subscription. It's just whether it's actually going to end up being right. Plus, yeah. you should go to the eye doctor for checking for things like glaucoma and cataracts and stuff like that. There you go. Uh, In the home tech category, uh, Whirlpool showed off its connected hub wall oven with a 27-inch transparent LCD interface that can show recipes from Whirlpool-owned Yumly, uh, as well as have a live view of what you're cooking that you can then zoom in on without opening the door and letting the heat out. In addition to its immersive toilet, Kohler showed off a faucet with Amazon Voice so you can tell it exactly how much water to dispense. We're seeing a lot of these kind of smart appliances now having, a lot of them having Amazon, Some, a lot of them having Google as well, but I've seen more with Amazon than Google being announced. Uh, I, I was just taken by that idea of being able to zoom and enhance on your turkey without having to open the door because I always hate, like I always want to open the door and, and close it as soon as possible so you don't let the heat out. That's interesting. My daughter just got a Whirlpool connected oven. Oh, yeah. It does not have that. Uh, well, not, but well, it is and a lot of people- Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers – 
Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. People would say, well, but most ovens have little windows, but they get they covered get in food yeah. and oh, it never really works that well. You always end up opening it a little bit. Either. That's true. That's kind of cool. That's a, oh, maybe you want to zoom in and read the uh, heat. The thermometer. Right. I that would be useful that. for That's that. That's useful, yeah. too. Uh, Apple held a press conference at CES. I mean, not a public press conference, not a big announcement. They just got a bunch of people together and told them about stuff to announce third-party products that work with HomeKit now that it works with software authentication. You used to have to have the M5 chipset. Uh, now you don't. Now you can do software integration, which makes it easier for products to adopt HomeKit. Among the devices are Wemo light switches for 40 bucks that work with Siri or the Home app. Come in spring or summer. A smart light strip from Eve. An in-wall smart outlet from ConnectSense with energy monitoring. That one's coming by June. Touchscreen smart locks from QuickSet. And ultra-secure smart locks from Avia. A modular smart lighting system from Nanoleaf Canvas that starts at 248 bucks, And a smart video doorbell and indoor air quality monitor from Natatmo. Yay! More HomeKit, huh? Yeah, it uh, looks like Apple's trying to make a big push to say, hey, we're going to have HomeKit in more things now that we're software authenticated. And, and that is their presence at CES. Usually Apple doesn't even have a presence. Now it's a taunting billboard and HomeKit. Well, there you go. And a I'm lot of certain. airplay in t- TVs, I guess. That's the other thing <laughs> they're in. That we're seeing. Uh, you saw some, some cool home stuff, Allison. Yeah, the one thing I got excited about at CES Unveiled last night was something called GoSun. It's basically solar uh, ovens. So the, they already had a little unit that you could carry like an, uh, on a backpack for camping, that sort of thing. It's a tube. And then this thing flips open with these big reflective surfaces. Looks kind of like a satellite dish opening up with its, uh, hmm. you know, solar reflectors. And then, but now they've got a great big one that you put, can put in a backyard barbecue. And they said people complain they want to use solar heating to cook their food. But then, what if it's raining? What if it's dark? I still want to use this thing to cook. And I'm thinking, why wouldn't you use regular cooking? But anyway, <laughs> so they've come out with a solar electric mo- uh, model. It's that California living, though. You always want to grill. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I said California. We have we have sun. We just don't. Have water, uh, but anyway, it's a tube, and it and they said that it can cook a steak in like thirty minutes. And the uh, the inventor was working for a um, a solar panel company, and he was removing a bunch of solar panels and some and the heating tubes that came with them. And he looked at it, and he said, "Well, it's still hot." So he stuck his lunch inside it, and it cooked it. Hmm. And he thought, "Well, hey, I could make a company." It reminds out of me this. of cooking MREs in a, in like a tank grill. Yeah, yeah, like, like soldiers' friends that I've had. There you go. But anyway, the company's name is GoSun. Hmm. GoSun. All right, car tech. Uh, we got a couple more buzzwords to get through. Car tech and then 5G. Car tech, uh, a couple car announcements that caught our eye. Audi working with Holoride and Marvel Studios for an early demo of backseat VR that uses the car's oh. actual motion to inform the game. So oh, that's cool. You're, see? <laughs> VR is VR doesn't real. exist. Uh, Family your, trips. Your spaceship Less screaming. <laughs> your spaceship in the rocket rescue game will speed up and corner along with the car. It promises low latency, so you won't puke, uh, and it will be open to developers. The platform will be open to developers, so other games can be made not from Marvel. Uh, the automaker-owned Here Navigation Company is building Here Navigation on demand with Amazon Voice for cars. Its software is a service that can work with your infotainment system, so you can ask for optimal routes, points of interest, and traffic info. It'll be easier to implement, so it could come in, in lower dollar amount cars, not just in luxury cars. You can do all that in the car or through another Amazon voice device. So if you have an Echo at home, you could tell it, to ask, give me the best route to go to the doctor, and then it would be there in the car when you got in. Qualcomm also announced three new levels of car computing platforms from entry level to expensive, performance, 
Premier and Paramount and said it is also working with Amazon to offer voice services in cars. So a lot of the car announcements, as we expected, about the in-dash systems. Mm-hmm. Allison, cool. did you see anything transportation-related out there? Well, I'm going to go with something called Whill. It's W-H-I-L-L. They've had wheelchairs for a long time that are really, really cool looking. They were actually, uh, one of them was in uh, one of the Superman movies, I think they said. Uh, but anyway, I've been following this company for a little while. Now they've come out with an automated wheelchair that they hope to sell to businesses. And one of the big uh, companies, the areas that really need this sort of device is airports. So a lot of people ask for a wheelchair because it's just so darn far, right? Yeah. If you've got any kind of walking problems, and I mean, maybe you can walk around the corner, but you can't walk the 300 miles it right, is in right. LAX, for example. And so they're they're looking to place these in uh, in the airports, and they think that'll give people some independence, too, and yet get the assistance they need. around for somebody to push them. This thing right. Just take them. Right. right. I had right. broken my foot a few years ago, and I had to do some travel, and it was, you have to go to a designated place, wait for somebody Somebody's going to wheel is, you. Is, yeah, who, who has the right uh, license to, yeah, get you through TSA in the wheelchair. It's a huge hassle. Mm. And these wheelchairs, by the way, are really badass looking. I mean, they're really, really cool. The, uh, um, the wheels don't turn on the front. They actually have a bunch of uh, circular treads that go around the rotation of it, and so it can go sideways. It can turn sideways without having to actually turn the wheels. Very cool stuff. Two more buzzwords, 5G, then robots. Uh, we won't try to cover all the products touting 5G, but here's a couple. Uh, Sprint plans to offer 5G-capable smartphones from Samsung this summer. They joined Verizon, which announced similar plans for the first half of the year last month. And Ford said it will outfit all its new U.S. models with 5G starting in 2022. It's wow. a few years down the road. But... It will use the CV2X standard to talk to other cars and things like stoplights. That's one of the things 5G can do because it's increased capacity. It can allow more cars to talk to each other and talk to things like stoplights and devices. But (laughs) U.S. regulators have not greenlit CV2X. They're backing dedicated short-range Wi-Fi or DSRC, which GM and Toyota use. So, yay, format war. (laughs) In the 5G car world. Wait, this just in, Tom. I was corrected that the Will wheelchair was used in X-Men. Duh, it's Xavier's chair. Oh, someone also said it was in Batman versus Superman. Okay, so. that's what I thought they'd said, yeah. but maybe, maybe it was in both. both. Yeah. There right. you go. All right, let's finish with robots. Uh, we, we have sad <laughs> news, Allison. Oh, this was so sad. A self-driving Tesla Model S last night in Vegas hit and destroyed an autonomous promobot, the robot model V4. The incident took place at 3000 Paradise Road in Las Vegas. At 7 p.m., the Pro- Promobots engineers transported robots to the Vegas' uh, Congress Hall to prepare their booth at, the, at CES 2019. All of the robots were moving along in a nice line, but one of them missed its way and drove to the roadway of the street parking lot. At that moment, it was hit by a self-driving Tesla oh, car. Oh, no, by a Tesla. Uh, a robot it's hit a robot by on robot violence. and tragic. Yeah. We saw a few robots at CES unveiled yesterday. There was one, uh, the luggage that follows you around automatically. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of funny, too, because it would speed up when it, it found a, a space between people. And we would slow down as soon as it got close enough to somebody. But you'd see people uh, <laughs> Jump jumping out, out of the way, way because yeah. they didn't believe that it was about to slow down. <laughs> right. 
we still just have to get used to that whole thing. The robot knows. The robot knows. All right. Our uh, final thing, of course, is the NVIDIA keynote. Uh, NVIDIA has, has kind of become the, the traditional big first announcement at CES, and they did not disappoint, unveiling the GeForce RTX 2060 for $349. The RTX 2060 features 240 tensor cores, 52 teraflops of deep learning, 6 gigabytes of GDDR6 RAM, and 5 gig arrays of real-time ray tracing performance. NVIDIA claims it'll be faster than the 1070 Ti and 60% more powerful than the 1060. Comes out January 15th in multiple systems. Uh, NVIDIA also announced the RTX 2080 through RTX 2060 GPUs for laptops coming to 40 laptops starting January 29th. Among the gaming laptops with this new RTX processors for laptops are the Samsung Odyssey with an RTX 2080 and 8th Gen Hexacore Intel Core i7 processors with a user-replaceable 256-gigabyte NVMe SSD and 1-terabyte hard drive. That's coming to the U.S. early 2019. The $4,000 Acer Predator Triton 900 2-in-1 convertible with a 17-inch 4K touchscreen up to a Hexacore 8th Gen Core i7 processor, and NVIDIA RTX 2080 GPU, NVMe PCIe SSDs, and up to 32 gigabytes of DDR4 memory. That one's coming in March. The Asus ROG Mothership, a 17.3-inch, 10-pound <laughs> laptop with a kickstand and a keyboard that can be removed and used wirelessly. It's like a big Surface. Runs on RTX 2080 GPU and Intel's top-of-the-line Core i9-8950HK processor. Has up to 64 gigabytes DDR4 RAM. That's coming later in Q1. And literally at the other end of the scale is Alienware's 17-inch M17 laptop with RTX 2060, 2070 Max-Q or 2080 Max-Q GPUs and Intel's 8th generation processes up to the 6-core i9-8950HK. That one's about half the weight of the Republic of Gaming one at 5.79 pounds. The Alienware M17 is available January 29th, starting at 1650 bucks. Wow. wow. A 10-pound laptop. Here we go, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's like the old days again with 10-pound desktop replacement. It was replacement called a luggable. Laptops. Yeah. There's also uh, laptops being marketed towards creators now in this space and not just towards gamers. A lot of interesting things going on here. Well, yeah, it, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be on the gaming side of things, but as a creator and especially uh, doing a lot of video and encoding and exporting and, and all of that, sometimes these big files for, for a, a, something that's not even necessarily all of that complex as far as editing goes is hours of me sitting there waiting for it to happen. Cut yeah. down that time, I will pay the money because it'll make it? it up in... Well, sure. <laughs> make it, it up in the corner. <laughs> yeah, well, and many times, it's not necessarily that I need it to be mobile. I just like it to be smaller than a huge desktop computer. So in that sense, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, folks, for being patient with us. I hope you feel as if you're actually at CES, but your feet don't hurt. Yeah, that recording you got of all the sound, is uh, <laughs> it was really good. That was effective. It was very convincing, wasn't it? 
Hey, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You help us choose our stories every day. You could submit stories and vote on stories that your peers have submitted at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook. You want to hang out there? It's facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Well, we can't get out of here without talking about something in the mailbag because it's about something that's in a booth right near us. Yeah. Matt in Louisville wrote in to, uh, to in response to our discussion the other day about those new Vuzix glasses uh, that are sort of like Google Glass, but they're they're different company, obviously, and, and they work a little bit differently. And yeah, Much the Vuzix booth happens Glass, to be yeah. right behind us. You can't see it, but it's there. Matt says, in episode 3440, there was discussion about those glasses. Sarah mentioned how popular watches are now as wearables, allowing for somebody to keep their phone in their purse or their pocket, insinuating that someone might not necessarily need that information projected on glasses because they already have it on their wrist. She could not be more wrong, in my humble opinion. Oh, come on, Matt. She could be if she tried. <laughs> I could be more wrong. Put the effort in, Sarah. I also said not necessarily, <laughs> but let's keep on going with the email. I challenge you to put on a long sleeve shirt or a coat and tell me how convenient it is to glance at a watch. Not that inconvenient. I'm wearing one right now. It wasn't much of a challenge. Well, Matt has very long sleeves, apparently. Or so. better yet, tell me how convenient it is to look at a watch when you're carrying stuff uh, and pulling stuff through an airport. Okay, all right. Now you've got us back, Matt. Heads-up display, totally hands-free, arms-free is the differentiation. Granted, there are benefits to having a device strapped to your arm. But I'll take a display that I can glance at without having to touch a thing or mm. raise my arms any day of the week. My Google Glass is getting very long in the tooth, so I no longer use them. But I eagerly await a new version, which looks better than those god-awful, ugly Vuzix <laughs> glasses that are being sold today. Uh, they look better than Google Glass, but I know what he's saying. Yeah, I, I think it's... Yeah, we're, we're inching in the right direction. And Matt, yes, I take your points to each their own. I hope you get the snazzy glasses that you're looking for soon. And well, how many of us have used free. our nose to get to our phone? Come on. Oh, yeah. No, I've done it. My nose doesn't work very well on my No, it doesn't work, but we always yeah. try. No, I tried, definitely. Especially with this nose. You think. It's like a finger. <laughs> well, thank you, Matt, uh, for that email. And uh, good points. We got it. We got it. Yeah, thanks, Matt. And thanks also to Allison Sheridan for being with us here at the CES floor. The day before it opens to the public, I'd say this is... It's a nice calm before the storm, but the storm's already in full swing. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for having me, Sarah. It was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Where now, can folks keep up with your work when we're not at all at CES? Well, check out podfeet.com is the best place to see my 48 podcasts that I'm doing now. I don't know. They <laughs> seem to be spawning themselves. And you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. And, uh, and keep up with Allison because there's a lot more CES to come, and you're really good at finding the interesting stuff. Oh, there, thanks, so. thanks. Yeah, with Steve and I do a lot of interviews, and we're going to go to all the different events, so they should be... Uh, we kind of spill it out over the course of months, though. But we don't do the live action, got to get it out today stuff. You're not crazy like we are here. No. Uh, hey, folks, uh, the reason we're able to even be here and bring you all this information is because you support us in all the varying ways, whether it's through PayPal, listening to the show with ads supports us, or the best way, directly supporting us on on Patreon. In fact, uh, we're doing a special offer right now. If you stay with your particular Patreon tier for three months, you will get merchandise with Lens five-year anniversary art on it. Uh, at the co-executive producer level, if you stay at that tier for three months, you get uh, a sticker. Analyst level, also get a sticker. Advisors, get a poster. And if you're at that master level for three months in a row, you get a mug. You can peruse all of our fine selections at patreon.com slash DTNS slash merch. If you have feedback for us, our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're also live Monday through Friday 
Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 21.30 UTC. We're going to be live at CES for the next couple of days. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. We'll be back from right here on the convention show floor at CES with Paul Spain tomorrow. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.